Welcome forward. I'm your host, Cassie Betts on KBLA Talk 1580, and you're listening to Talk Tech to Me Uncut, where technology is the new sexy, black geeks are the new superheroes, and South Central LA is a new tech mecca. On today's episode, Plug Talk, we'll be chatting with the tech plug himself, plug in South LA's very own founder, Derek Smith. But first, let's get into the tea in tech. Hashtag be cyber smart tip of the week because it's cybersecurity awareness month. I'm sharing easy tips you can start applying right away to improve your online safety out here in these digital streets. One of the easiest things you can do is to update your software, (laughs) update your software, update your apps to keep your information secure. You know, that little annoying thing that's like update software, update software, (laughs) update software, push it. Yes. Say yes. I knew a girl who didn't update her software for like two years and was wondering why her computer was like just breaking down on her. Y'all have to push the button. Yes. Make sure though. So you don't want to delay when they become available because these updates fix software issues and then provide new security patches where hackers might try to get in. But you got to get it from the source. You got to make sure to only download your software updates from the company that created it because unlicensed versions can contain malware. So you got to be careful, like don't sign in, like maybe you've encountered those pop-up windows when visiting a website, it prompts you to like download something, don't click that, those are fake, ignore those. But um, another thing you you can do, which I do, is I have it automatic on my laptop. Um, When possible, select the option to make automatic, or Google how to automatically uh, make your update, how to make your updates automatic on whatever type of laptop you have. Google is your friend in technology when trying to do all things, even super techies like myself. Use Google for every little thing. Um, but be careful, don't click links. Don't click links on the inter- internet, y'all. You want to go to places yourself. Blue checks are a hot commodity on the black market. You know those blue checks next to the little, you know, the little word on on Twitter, on Instagram, on whatnot, the blue check. That's a verification. Um, There is a lucrative black market for verified Twitter handles. In a popular online scam, hackers are conducting phishing attacks where they pose as verified Twitter support staff. They posing as Twitter to lure you in. To click on a bad link after the hackers take control of the verified account, they go up for sale in Telegram groups. The buyers of these uh, hacked uh, blue blue checks, they then run NFT scams on Twitter where they can make hundreds of thousands of dollars using these verified handles. You ever see somebody that you know is like not doing anything in the NFT space and they're trying to get you to do something in the NFT space? They're all verified and everything. Yeah, that might not be your friend. That might not be your friendly neighborhood influencer. So be careful. Twitter said they've been locking out spam accounts daily and are educating users on how to avoid scams online. Remember, don't click links. Just don't click it. If somebody sends you a link, you think even if the page looks super legit, you think it's your bank, just close it, click the X, and then type in your bank's email. Like, go back to your bank and then call your bank, check with your bank, check with Twitter, check with whoever that is sending you links uh, to make sure they're real. Jamaica bans crime and drugs and music and TV. This is kind of big, y'all. So Jamaica's broadcasting regulator banned music and TV broadcasts that promote drugs, crime, scamming, and weapons. The restriction is intended to reduce content that could give the wrong impression that criminality is accepted in Jamaica. Research Center Insight Crime claims Jamaica had the highest number, 
the highest murder rate in Latin America and the Caribbean last year due to high levels of gun violence. First of all, I didn't know Jamaica was Latin America, but okay. Local artists have opposed the policy and said that it won't do to it won't do too much to reduce crime. Um, me personally, I think that Jamaica, I mean, the amount of money that's going to be spent on trying to get people to do what you want them to do on trying to like regulate. I mean, you don't want to mess with the freedom of a speech. Right. But I do get it. Like crime is, is rampant. You know, I understand you're trying to do things better, but why don't we focus those dollars, Jamaica? Look, if anybody knows anybody in the government, Jamaica, have them call me. Okay. Because I think they should focus those dollars and all that effort into positive film, positive TV, positive music. Like, why don't you take those dollars and create and, and either invest in or create um, some type of record label or TV station that only promotes positivity instead of trying to get people to, instead of trying to take away something. Why don't you bring in what you really want? That's my take on it. Uh, singles ditch dating apps for Facebook groups to find romance. So cuffing season is here and many singles are done with traditional dating apps like myself. I'm so done, y'all. I'm so done. <laughs> In favor of more personal touch with dating-focused Facebook groups. So even though dating apps were real popular, uh, many singles, we miss the old-school word-of-mouth vibe that's been lacking in the digital dating scene. Facebook groups like Date Him New York have over 2,000 members where you users can post their single guy friends and family members, give info and character references. So these are the type of dating groups that are popping up out here in these digital dating streets now, like Facebook. Facebook groups. So some benefits of Facebook dating groups offers, they offer a vetted and vouched approach to dating. They offer advice and insight from other daters. They provide some form of comfort mentally because these daters are being referred to by others. Now I actually uh, belong to a group of black women with, I'll say, I don't want to say the group name because I want y'all coming here and trying to find me (laughs) in this group. But I'm gonna say it's black women with expendable income. I'll say, and and we and who who travels the world and uh, living our best lives, single mostly. And we tried that where uh, some of the women were posting pictures of like their friends, their family, their uncles, their cousins. And do you know what happened? Let me tell you what happened. What had happened was other women were like tearing down this man, like every little thing about him, like, oh, his hairline. Oh, oh, his eyes are weird. Oh, he, he's chubby. And I was like, wow, that's just so sad. So that's what happened when we tried to do it in our little Facebook group. It didn't work out. Um, so I hope this one does better, you know, or that's the rule. Like, stay positive, y'all. Come on. Everybody can't be as fly as you. <laughs> Everybody can't be as fly. So when we come forward, we'll talk tech with Plug in South L.A. founder Derek Smith here on Talk Tech to Me Uncut on the Unapologetically Progressive KBL- KBLA Talk 1580. Today, we're talking tech to Derek Smith, founder of South L.A.'s leading innovation accelerator, Plug in South L.A., which focuses on equitizing the tech landscape for Black and Latinx founders. Derek is a digital marketing and branding expert. He's managed to stand out. He's managed standout initiatives for global brands. He's also a Morehouse alumni with a love for tech and the future change makers of South L.A. Please welcome Derek Smith. Yay! Thank That's my you. Okay. Happy to be here. <laughs> Happy to be here. Nice to see you. Thanks for having me on the show. Good, good. Let me ask you, um, when did you fall in love with tech? Ah, uh, man, when I was a kid. I mean, I had my first Nintendo, 
when I was like seven or eight, I think that was my, my introduction to, you know, technology beyond um, a Game Boy. Mm. Um, then I had got my first uh, handheld camera recorder, I think when I was you know, 10, and that was another little sort of gadget because you had to take this camera recorder, connect it to other devices to be able to sort of like see and view the video. So you have to connect it to your television. So connecting the dots, using wires and having to sort of configure things was something that I took a, a quick sort of learning to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I would say those are the two sort of biggest tech pieces that um, I touched in my youth and then obviously in my my you know middle teenage years getting my first computer mm-hmm. at an earlier age and, and and having that as a device was also cool and then you know the first internet connection AOL you know like shh, <laughs> you are connected so <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. I used to paint my nails waiting like let me just do something <laughs> The kids don't know how hard we had it, okay? We used to walk three miles in the snow for internet connection. Uh, <laughs> but, okay, so plug in South L.A., like, what got you from, you know, that first moment where you're like, oh, tech is cool, to to Morehouse, to plug in South L.A.? Like, how, what made you decide to, to start that? How much time do you have? <laughs> well, we got to be off soon. Because <laughs> we can talk about that all day. But look, I've always been passionate about the intersection of technology and media. Like that's always been in my DNA. Okay. As a kid, since a kid, since I was a kid. Um, you know, so I started my career um, in advertising. Uh, and I worked my first job out of college, out of uh, Morehouse in New York was at a company called Nielsen Media. Mm. Can I ask Research. you what classes did you take at Morehouse to get into advertising? Nothing at Morehouse. Um, <laughs> you just happened I, I, upon. So my major was international relations. I Inter- think that's no for sure. Advertising is interdisciplinary major, liberal arts education. You could adapt to a lot of different sort of spaces. Right. I thought at the time that I was going to go to law school. Mm. That was sort of like kind of think political You're for sure. Politics. For sure. International business. Politics. International business. International relations. Got that it. was sort of like my framework, right? Um, long story short, though, started my career in New York at Nielsen Media Research, you know, the company that is responsible for television ratings so that advertisers can purchase ad time on platforms. Well, I quickly learned that that business was dying, you know, right as, right as I sort of started Dang. as the Internet was sort of growing, right. and increasing in importance. And so I had a couple of pivots. I went back to graduate school. I went to the London School of Economics in London to get a master's degree. Oh, wow. And, you didn't and pick me- up that British accent? Media <laughs> and telecom regulation. <laughs> Moved back to New York from London and um, thought, like, wow, there's some power in this advertising space, right? The ability to influence consumer behavior and to drive people in markets to take specific sort of actions and so um, it was in the process of moving back to New York that I started my own advertising agency with another Morehouse alum who actually hired me as an accountant to be part of his a bookkeeper, to be okay. part of his um, you know family's business. They had some real estate businesses and a funeral home. And so I was doing bookkeeping for his companies. And mm-hmm. so in the process of doing that, we both thought, wow, wouldn't it be cool if we started this advertising company? And so this was in Harlem, New York. And, um, you know, we started an advertising company and um, 
realized that um, I realized really quickly that, look, this is really cool. I like what we're doing. I think I could probably do a, you know, be more impactful in this role if I go and work for like a bigger company, learn some skills yeah. and like transfer those skills into another enterprise. And so okay. I went to go work for a company called Young and Rubicam Brands, um, you know, fast forward, stayed there for about four or five years, um, then, you know, sort of left to go start another company, um, which was, you know, um, a digital signage company placing screens in retail stores. Okay. Um, you know, so you're just all in the marketing space. This was 2008, right? Okay. Right as the market crashed. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so fast forward, I'm doing all of this stuff in New York, right? right. Building, okay. starting companies, working for people, contracting, bootstrapping, building my professional profile. Mm, which is like but all in teaching the intersection. you a lot of things you need to know One, to go where you're at now. 100%. Yeah. So, you know, I, I look, I've had a lot of different sort of roles. You can read my bio and my resume. You can see where I've worked and the experiences yeah. that I've had. But, you know, I started my family out in New York. I met my wife, who's from New York and New Jersey. Stayed in New York for about 15 years. Had my second kid. And I was like, you know what? We need to go back to L.A. <laughs> like, it's like, these, 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 these blizzards, <laughs> year over year over year, get played out really right. quick. You were born where in L.A.? Uh, I was actually born in Wisconsin. Okay. My family's from <laughs> Wisconsin. And okay. so we moved here when I was like, you know, I want to say six months less than six months oh so you're like a baby so i've never seen any other right. place you don't know I, about wisconsin i didn't see snow until <laughs> like i was 21 like real snow in new york like that was the first oh. time i saw like real snow right uh, so so um while not born here i've always been you're raised here yeah raised here 100%. Gotcha. so um, i don't know any other place in my childhood got you so i came back to la mm-hmm. after being trapped on the you know, trapped <laughs> in the northeast for 15 years <laughs> And I saw all this really cool stuff happening in tech, right? Yeah. Now, I had gone through this sort of movement in New York City uh-huh. of seeing New York's tech community uh, through New York tech meetups, you know, quickly grow and evolve. And, and New York wanting to sort of be a force in um, technology and have sort of a strong startup ecosystem on the East Coast. And so I saw that all happen in real time. Mm-hmm. And I was really impressed at how coordinated venture capital and early stage startups were in working together to sort of engineer specific outcomes. I don't know if you remember a company called Tumblr, yeah. um, Foursquare. Yeah, these all were that all came companies, out of New York. And these were all companies that were yeah. kind of like, you know. Now, was this black New York or No, this not? is mainstream New York. Mainstream <laughs> okay. I mean, New York. Okay. <laughs> right, right. Gotcha. No, well, because the idea of a black tech ecosystem wasn't even a it thought wasn't a at thing that point. Then, right. yes. But it was popping in New York. Well, that's right. So then when I moved okay. back to L.A. and I saw where L.A. was with the rise of, you know, the LA tech ecosystem with up, mm-hmm. Upfront Ventures. Sil- Sil- uh, what is it? Silicon Beach? Silicon, Silicon Beach. Beach. Upfront yeah. Ventures. Um, you know, some of the early startups that were kind of m- making a name for themselves at the time. Companies like Ring. Um, you know, um, you yeah. know, what's the mental app? Um, gosh, the name will come back to me. Okay, it escapes but, me. But but there are tons of companies that were kind of like starting to blossom in yeah, LA. Yeah, Silicon Beach got around popping. Snap. Um, mm-hmm. And so I saw this really cool stuff happening in LA, and I thought, wow, this is really cool. LA is finally getting itself together. Yeah, um, moving beyond just entertainment and sports and some of the legacy industries that have existed here. And what I also noticed after driving up Crenshaw and Slauson, this street right here, um, and then you know up to Jefferson and then back down to Slauson, because when I had come back to LA, we were living in Westchester, and so you know I hadn't really sort of been back into my old neighborhoods, and mm. so I drove up the street, and it was like driving up Crenshaw that I said, "Wait a minute, 
nothing has changed here wow. in over 20 years. Like just physical presence. Yeah. Right. You know, I, I don't know if you wow. remember. I don't, I don't know if you remember Abbott Kinney as mm. a teenager in LA in Venice beach, but I wasn't I, here then, but but, yeah. <laughs> but, but I have very vivid visuals of what that street looked like. It is different. And then coming back and seeing kind of the Renaissance or, yeah. the blo- you know, the, how mm. that sort of Blossoming. area. Exactly. And so, that didn't happen. That wasn't happening here. Hmm. Right. You know, we had gone through the L.A. riots. Hmm. You know, there, there was a lot of sort of talk and investment and in sort of rebuilding and revitalizing this specific area. But nothing had changed here. And it was at that point that I just really sort of felt bad. I felt like I was almost depressed for a moment because oh. I thought, wow, how are kids growing up hmm. in on Crenshaw or on Western or in Florence? How do they know? That there's a mass movement of wealth being created outside of these traditional sort of sectors and industries. I'm snapping. um, (laughs) That are only within a three to five mile radius from this community. Yeah. And why is it that when you look at a map or the geography of where this activity is happening, it's all sort of happening around this community? And why is that? Right. Interesting. Large concentration of black and brown folks, but Mm -hmm. no Mm -hmm. presence or anchor um, anchor institutions or activities where this is even sort of remotely visible to the larger community here. And it was at that point that I said, okay, this is unacceptable. Why does this exist? Why aren't we talking about, you know, sort of entrepreneurship, innovation, mm. technology, and forcing it into our communities to drive more awareness so people know that this is a pipeline or a pathway. And so, um, you know, I just raised my hand and I said, you know what, I know that I could be a force in this. Um, I've seen people do it before in other parts of the country. And I just felt that, like, I, I, no matter what's on my plate, I have to make this a priority for the sake of my kids because as I am a parent – you know, I need I know that it is my responsibility to engineer a world where they can walk into a room and the thought when they walk into a room is that, oh, those are the geniuses in the room. Those are the, the engineers. Those are the, um, you know, sort of like the lawyers or the doctors or the business owners. Like visually, it needs to be represented in all Americans minds that, you know, black Americans and brown Americans um are, are at the innovation table yeah. and, and, and can be owners and operators of yeah, businesses and enterprises. When you see someone that looks like you in a space where you never even saw anybody there before, it does change things. Right. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So plug in South LA. So it's a couple things. Let's talk about it as a conference. Mm-hmm. So when you were like, okay, I'm going to do this. <laughs> I'm going to do this. Like, what was your first move? Like, I'm going to do these conferences. Like, well, how well, did you get well, sponsors? Well, 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 so let me just back up a couple of okay. steps because it, it's more than a conference. We really are an organization support focused on supporting black and brown early stage entrepreneurs while at the same time facilitating and enabling the tech talent pipeline with the sole purpose of creating more successful entrepreneurs. Okay. You know, the more experience that young people have working in tech at an earlier age, the higher chances they have in going out to you know start their own enterprise, right? So if we can get more folks okay. into early stage startups and, you know, high fast-paced, you know, sort of innovation-based companies, then we can also increase and grow the number of operators in yeah. in, in Yeah, and that's how we become creators right. and not consumers. Right. So when I moved back to L.A. and I came up with this sort of, like, vision that, like, plug in, L, plug in South L.A., you know, has a purpose around technology in 
in South LA, um, you know, the thought was that one, this all has to be operationalized around space. People need to have a space where they can convene and intersect with peers and colleagues in their community to really sort of like 10 X their ideas. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, the the idea plugin also started with like the intention and purpose of bringing together black and brown folks, entrepreneurs, investors, and um, you know mentors and corporate executives to really sort of like have dialogue and conversation around where innovation is headed, right? And so, um, a lot of people on the west side didn't really think South LA was ripe for um, startup. Right. land or mm-hmm. investment because there was really no activity there. There was a lot of like hidden code yeah. around this idea that, well, South LA will probably not be ready for tech until like it's gentrified. And oh, then, you know, we can't, right. right we right. can't. Well, this is right. <laughs> right. Right. And uh, so part of how the conference was started was in, was, was really to sort of validate this point that black and brown folks in South LA and around South LA are just as much passionate mm-hmm. about technology and startups and getting into the wealth creation game than any other sort of group Facts. in and around the city. And so we started rallying folks at Lamert Park at the Vision Theater um, to really sort of bring to everyone's attention what is happening with venture capital, what is happening with startups, and how to really get into this game. And so we did that quarter over quarter for about almost two years. And then we thought, okay, Everyone's gotten the memo. I think it's clear that people care about this. People have come out in numbers to support. Um, And let's just roll this up into a conference, annual conference, to bring the ecosystem together to create outcomes for the community, Um, you know, along the lines of entrepreneurs being able to connect with investors, students being able to learn about new sort of sectors or spaces that they may not be familiar with. I mean, you've come out to our conferences and you've talked about, you know, sort of getting, you know, jumping, you know, diving into sort of like technology and what are the different career paths that young people can take. Um, You know, so all of that rolled up into one program is really how we got into the conference space um, as really a community effort and initiative to um, start to tell a different narrative around South LA and, right. and, and strategically Derek, position this. We'll, we'll talk more about plug in South LA more with Derek Smith. When we come forward on KBLA talk 1580 more with plug in South LA. Cause we've got a lot to talk about. Welcome forward. You're now tapped into Talk Tech to Me Uncut. I'm your host, Cassie Betts on KBLA Talk 1580. 1-800-920-1580 is our number to call in and talk tech. I'm in the studio with Derek Smith, founder of Plug In South LA. What's up? Okay, we were talking. We were talking big talk. (laughs) We were talking about Plug In South LA. I was asking you just like during the break, actually, about like, Future plans. Like, what is the plans for Plug in South LA? Where are you going with it? Yeah, well, we're just really warming up. I mean, we've only been in operation since 2015. Yeah. Actually, wait, pause. I'm sorry. Let me let me let me interject. Before we get to future plans, let's finish talking about what it is you guys are doing now for the startups, for startup sure. founders. Let's sure. go there first. Let's get to future plans in a second. So you have cohorts. Yes. Let's talk about it. Yeah. So we, you know. So as I was saying before the break, Urban Tech Connect Conference is a roll-up of what we have been doing over the past few years, bringing the community and the ecosystem together. Right. Um, And so the conference is just really an opportunity for us to bring together black and brown tech. 
okay. and other stakeholders across LA's tech ecosystem to you know really learn, support each other, collaborate, create opportunities for folks in this social space. Yes. Um, so you know, outside of the conference, there are really you know two to three core programs that we operate under the umbrella of Plugin. First and foremost, our accelerator program. We just closed out our third cohort this week. Congrats. Uh, thank you. Uh, we <laughs> had awesome. about eight to 10 early stage founders, all in different spaces and places, but we focus particularly on a few key sectors healthcare tech um, and underserved you know, communities, fintech, climate and sustainability and Web3.0. Those are the sectors in which we focused our accelerator cohort around. Um, and we just closed that out. Uh, next year, we'll be going into our fourth, our fourth accelerator cohort. And we're always looking for talented and bright entrepreneurs who need support, mentoring, a safe space to navigate how to grow and scale their companies, and also are trying to sort of solve the problem of capital access to really sort of jumpstart and, and, you know, triple and quadruple quadruple right. their operations through 10X. investment. That's right. That's right. That's <laughs> so right. if someone is looking, they have an idea, you know, I got a lot of people, Cassie, I got an idea for a startup, for a tech, for an app. At what point do they approach you to get into one of your cohorts? Right. So let me just sort of also explain the other programs that we have. So the accelerator program, and then there's a pre-accelerator program. Okay. And then there's a tech fellows program that we launched this summer in partnership with CD10, uh, where we put high school and community college students into project-based internships at early stage startups that we work with and that are in our ecosystem. And so, you know, to answer your question, if someone is, you know, they they have an idea and they're looking for support and help, well, we really want to understand where are you in the developmental stage of building out that company, right? And so um, if you are in the conception and development stage and you have the ideation stage and you have not built a product, then a program like our pre-accelerator through our Power Huddles platform is really going to be the space where we can support you. Um, and then if you're further along, you 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 have sort of like a viable uh, product, a market uh, MVP, which is, you know, a, 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 a um, minimum viable product. Correct. That you've built out and that you've, you've sort of created and you, you're in the process of testing out with uh, you know, a user base, then... There's a lot that we can do for you through our accelerator program when it comes to bringing the right people into the equation to help support you and nurture you and help create, you know, sort of connections uh, and help sort of challenge you to really take your business to the next level, whether mm. it's through venture capital or whether it's through business partnerships or whether it's through just having talented um, and resourceful people help you troubleshoot some of the areas in your business where you need the most help. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, you know, that that is a more advanced sort of program for founders who are really on the ground running. And they, they know that they have a, a customer base that they can go after and that they can scale and develop. Um, does that answer your question? Yeah, that, that right. does, actually. So, well, so the... You answered the eligibility. Um, so, how do they get? Like you mentioned, power huddle. Yeah. So, what, what I will say, what I will say, Cassie, is that one of the things that we're doing, you know, sort of now, is we're rolling out a membership-based platform. You know, and membership is free. You don't really have to pay to be in this community. Um, at a basic level, we do have sort of tiers and service offerings that are in beta. Our goal is to really to roll out more services to support Black and Brown founders and entrepreneurs through our membership portal. And so, you know, if you want to be involved in this 
business community. If you are further along in your entrepreneurial journey or just starting out, you can come through our membership portal and there are resources and platforms and conversations nice. and mentors that can help support. And what is that portal? Yeah, it's PluginSouthLA.com. PluginSouthLA.com. That's yep. easy. <laughs> dot com. Correct. <laughs> I have so many uh, domain names without a dot com because <laughs> all the dot coms are taken. That's so right. good for you for getting that dot com. But OK, so we got tech fellows. Um, so if someone wants to get in tech fellows, they go to plug in South dot right. com. That's right. So tech fellows. We got pre-celerator. We got accelerator. Correct. All those things they can find on plug in South dot com. OK. And it explains like the eligibility explains like where to sign up. We got application forms. Correct. All that. And, you, and you can all also just email us at the info at plug in South dot alias. If you're looking for something that you can't find just because you don't see it on our website doesn't mean that we can't help you find what you're looking for. So get in touch with us if you uh, need help or guidance with any of the programs that we talked about on this show. That's great. That's awesome. So what's the importance of mentorship with the the mentors that come in with Plug in South LA? How can somebody sign up to be a mentor? Oh, Website yes. also? Yes. Come, come <laughs> to PluginSouthLA.com. Hit us up on the info at PluginSouthLA alias. We, you know, as a community. Wait, t- tell me the email. It's plug in South LA. In info at plug in South LA.com. Oh, okay. Info at plug in South LA.com is how they can email you just about. Right. And just put in the subject line interested in being a mentor. Okay. And what type of mentors you, you like maybe looking for, needing, wanting? Anywhere, any expertise that you have that lends itself to founders growing and scaling businesses is welcome. Whether it's, you know, legal, whether it's accounting, whether it's product development, software development, business development, sales, marketing, whatever expertise you have that you think business owners will benefit from, you should just plug in and, and, and sort of like uh, jam with our community because, you know, that that is kind of part of the mix and how right. we're helping support and black how, and brown founders. How much time might a mentor look to, to donate to, to this? It just depends on what cycle we're in and what program in which what program they're involved in across our platform. Typically, if we're within our accelerator program, it might be one to two hours a week with in the you know span of eight to ten weeks. Um you know, if it's outside of that, it could be anywhere from one to two hours per month or three hours per month. It, it, we, we work with our mentors um, in different capacities, and we're sensitive to folks' schedules, and we'll work with you as much, you know, around however much bandwidth you have to support uh, some of the founders and entrepreneurs that we work with. That's great. What What is your favorite part about all this? This plug in South LA part. What's the best oh, part about Cassie, it? Cassie, Cassie, Cassie. <laughs> this is a labor of love. This is service. This, it's brutal. It it's, is. It, I know. Yeah, I'm in the under. I feel like an X Men stuff. I feel like one of the X Men. Like, right. and the people kind of hate you right. a little bit. Well, this, is, this is like dirty, <laughs> and they love you. This is dirty work. This is like this isn't like glamorous it's work not. because I, this isn't work that I chose to do. I don't want to do. It this shows work. you. I wish. I wish we had a federal program or a governmental program that really supported business owners so that I didn't have to do this work, particularly those from underserved and overlooked communities. But, you know, it's, you know, I wish I could answer that question. I mean, but what, what is really cool is like what really keeps me motivated, which is what I think you're asking too in that question is, yeah. you know, the fact that one day, you know, we might see a series of multi-billion dollar global impact companies come out of black and brown communities and will help in these companies will help re-engineer and shift how the world sees black people within mm-hmm. this culture of global capitalism um, yeah. and I think that to me 
is the best part. The best part. And I think that is the magical outcome that we're trying to sort of shift. Yeah. Um, because, you know, this is all about rewriting the narrative, right, in our communities in this country. That's right. Um, and supporting geniuses in our community to really sort of like 10x businesses yeah. and to really um, move the economy forward. You know, black and brown Americans have always sort of saved America. Mm. Um, and, you know, we're just going to do it in a different kind of way, um, you know, in the next 50 to 100 years. Absolutely. Um, that's going to propel yeah. the country and economy forward. Yeah. I think for me, it's it's when people come back and they say like, oh, you know, I'm here. Like, I'm at Google now. Thanks for those boot camps. Thanks for this. Thanks for supporting right. me. Thanks, right. thanks, thanks. Here's right. where I'm at. And then now they're coming back and they're mentoring and they're working with us on classes. I think that's, that's that right. for me is like the wind no you that's know, right just seeing that's that, right. that that beauty of it that's but right. when we come forward we're going to talk more on talk tech to me uncut on the unapologetically progressive kbla talk 1580 we're here in the studio with Derek smith of plug-in south la so on the break right before we were about to leave we were talking about the winds the yeah, winds yeah the winds and i and like i'm glad you sort of you know explained the winds in the world where you sit because for us the winds are really the accomplishments that the founders that we support um, you know, sort of achieve yeah. in their entrepreneurial journey. What would you say is your biggest win thus far? Biggest win thus far. I mean, I, we've had two founders from our most recent cohorts go on to secure $100,000 in funding from Google for startups. Nice. Um, Remy Maratz, the founder of... Um, the founder of, gosh, I got so it's many okay. different It's okay. It's <laughs> okay. We getting old, man. We getting old. We are getting old. <laughs> but go ahead. What about uh, Remy? And, and then Remy, Remy, Remy's um, mm. mobile app is a mental health sort of platform, and um, you know she has done really well and has been re- just hardcore in her you know sort of pursuit to really get her company you know on and popping and so you know we're really proud of her she's been at it for some time zella life is her company. zella life okay yeah, so just giving her a shout out <laughs> devin dixon at binge wave he's the founder of binge wave um they're a video um interactive platform uh, they secured funding through the google for founders fund Look, we've had founders in our last cohort who have gone on. They're they're going on to raise, you know, a Series A. You mm-hmm. know, looking. You know, they're in the middle of a ten million dollar raise. Oh, that's commi- big. Commi- Wait, so they're in the middle. So they've already raised what yeah, three million or they, so. They've raised about five million dollars. Five million. And, okay. Uh, you com- didn't think that was the biggest win that you? No, but, well, <laughs> Camille Camille has been on our journey prior to coming into the accelerator cohort. Okay, we've helped sort of like support kind of like accelerate her get that to okay. the next level. And, um, you know, she is, Camille Terry is the co-founder of Charger Help. Okay. And, um, you know, she, she's she been at it for the past two years. And what she's accomplished in that time period is incredible. Um, I remember getting the call from her right when she left her company and, and said, hey, there's this big problem that I have identified and I'm trying to solve it. Charging stations don't work. We can fix this them. is facts. And here's how. And I mean, within the span of like three to six months, she was at the L.A. Clean Tech incubator. Mm. She went, you know, she did the vector 
90 pitch competition mm-hmm. um, and she has just workshopped her business and bootstrapped it in a pretty compelling and, and, and impressive way. Um, you know, she is leading in the climate and sustainability space. And, you know, it's entrepreneurs like that that give you momentum and energy to really kind of scale and double down on you know, supporting uh, black and brown founders because we know we have the genius and the potential to really um, – build global businesses and um that that like seeing these entrepreneurs who are on the ground knocking down barriers jumping over hurdles like is inspiring and it makes you want to do more and it makes you want to sort of um you know secure better resources to be able to support them to get to the next level man that's beautiful you know and if anybody ain't told you man i'm proud of you I honor you. I appreciate it. I look up to you. We're we're colleagues. We work together in this out here in these digital streets. Out here in this DEI. Out here in this DEI digital streets. It ain't easy. (laughs) But we're gonna talk more about the future of Plug in South LA on talk on Talk Tech to Me Uncut when we come forward on KBLA Talk fifteen eighty. We're here with Derek Smith. We're gonna talk about what's in store for Plug in South LA for the future. We will continue to focus on our accelerator program. We want to grow the number of applicants that apply to that program and the number of founders that we support within that program. We are focused on securing capital to be able to invest in the startups that we're supporting and working with. So you're looking for a fund, like a plug-in South LA fund, That's to right. invest directly into startups. That's right. That's right. That's and awesome. I'll take a check if you have one right. from me here I today. Might. I walk away. <laughs> let, me, let me look at my bag. <laughs> But no, seriously, because like we're putting a lot of work into, you know, trouble, you know, helping these founders sort of navigate their journey. So why not invest in them? Why not be the first check that, you know, that they get on their journey? I might have some ideas for you because Marty World has our NFT exchange and we are raising funding for social impact projects. And so we could talk about having plug in South LA as a project on Marty World. um, Shortly. So that's that's we will continue to focus on our accelerator program, our membership portal is a huge sort of piece to how we service black and brown entrepreneurs so you know in you know doubling up on on you know how we support our founders in our ecosystem in our community through that platform yeah, so that's know, awesome i encourage any you know business owner small business owner entrepreneur tech focused or not to really sort of like um check out our our, our membership portal and this and, is plug in south correct Okay. And so for now you said it's free. Yes. Is oh, there yes. is there plans of like subscriptions well, later? There are, different, there are different tiers of services. You don't have to pay for those services. You can okay. come in at the baseline. So there are free. tiers of services. Yes. Right. What are the other tiers? Right. So there's a, a premium tier, which is really about like more customized sort of support around something in specific that you're you know working on, getting access to a larger tier of mentors. Um, you know, participating in certain sort of programs or sessions, you know, it's all fleshed out on the, the landing page. And mm-hmm. there, there are different tools and services that we'll be rolling out in the next, um, you know, couple of months as we, you know, work through our beta on our membership portal. So okay. that, that is a huge part of our feature. So how else can listeners connect with you, your social media? Social media, follow us, on, you know, at PluginSouthLA.com on Twitter, on the gram, on Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, um, and you can also get in touch with us m- via our main, you know, website and uh, come and jam with us. Okay, and to uh, get in touch with me, I'm Instabets on Instagram. We are Talk Tech to Me Pod also on Instagram to learn more about Missile Made in South LA, our training academy. 
Um, go to missile.org, marty.world for all things Marty World. Um, I want to talk about Agenda for America, Why We Can't Wait, The Urgency of Now, which is moderated by Tavis Smiley, Thursday, October 27th from 7 to 9 p.m. Tune in next week as we talk tech uncut. Thank you now, though, for kicking with us on the unapologetically progressive KBLA Talk 1580. Next up, we are going to explore the creative reckoning of writers on the backstory with Mache Duffy. This has been Talk Tech to Me Uncut. We've been pushing the envelope of tech one keystroke at a time here with Derek Smith from Plug In South LA. Thank you so much, Derek Smith, for coming on. Thank you for having me. A pleasure to be here. I'm honored. Thank you. All right. We're going we gonna, we gonna to do some things. Y'all know I'll be making moves with my guests. All right. Peace out.